Well, we're the gas cast, but like, it's just Gabe and Zach on a cast. We just like a cast of characters. Two gas cast episodes in one day. Well, aren't you special? Welcome back. It is Gabe. It is Zach. And we're having an emergency podcast after these two crazy, insane games that we saw tonight. And you know what? We're going to start with the later game, the Clippers-Jazz game, because that was the outcome was mighty unexpected from us, too. We um we did not think that the Clippers would go into Utah and actually beat the Jazz. But that's what happened. Zach, were you yeah. like, were you like, what the fuck? Or how'd you feel about this game? Well, I was I was a little confused, but like I said, I said if, if Paul if Paul George is gonna have to show up, Reggie Jackson's gonna have to show up, and Marcus Morris is gonna have to show up. They all three showed up. And then Donovan didn't look healthy. So I I didn't expect him to be that hobbled. He wasn't bad. He just wasn't him. And with that, yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, but no, it also surprised me. I was like, I, I just feel like they're gonna they're gonna pull it out. They're gonna pull it out. They're gonna pull it out. And it was just like, uh, no, Paul. Hey, congrats to Paul George. I guess. Nah, guess facts. Suck. Facts. He definitely does not suck. Um, I am Rudy proud of does suck, young Paul. How dare you? How dare you? All right, y'all. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta discuss this. All right. So I was texting Gabe the whole time, like, hey, bro, like, like Rudy Gobert is getting some offensive rebounds, but like he, he can't even guard Terrence, man. Gabe texts me, this man, this man, oh, he, he closed out on him. He broke the shot. He played good defense. Less than a minute later, this man got dunked on by Terrence, man. It was I more mean, like 20 seconds later. Like, like <laughs> murdered by Terrence, man. And then after the game, they go, oh, yeah, Rudy Gobert, he had no blocks tonight. And I was like, okay. So he got dunked on more than he got blocked. So I just – I got it. There's got to – I mean, did you not Did you not see how they played him? Like, they they basically won that game offensively. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's the whole reason they won it, but, like, the way the Clippers beat them tonight was, like, we're going to either make Rudy Gobert be in the paint with our guy on the wing, or you're going to bring out Rudy Gobert and we're going to have Reggie Jackson or Terrence Mann bake him. So, like, Indeed. at that point, he's not he's not useful. But he's your second most useful player. So, like, what do you do? Well, uh, whenever most of the shots or at least half of the shots are coming at the rim, he is an excellent rim protector. He changes people's shots. Just because it doesn't count for a block doesn't mean that he's not changing the shot. So that is the case inside the paint. But, yeah, no, that was crazy because <laughs> it was like 20 seconds later, Terrence Mann comes in and straight up jams it on Rudy Gobert. So that was – I think it was an and one too. I think it was an yeah. and one play. But, um, yeah, man, uh, in the beginning – in the beginning – was the word in the-, um, <laughs> in the beginning of the game, Bogdanovich? I think he started out like six for six, and then he yep. finally, I think, missed one, and then he went like seven for eight from three. Finished the game with nine for seventeen from three. Uh, he started out fire hot, but the Clippers kept it close. They played pretty good defense on everybody else. People didn't really play that well. I think in the first half or near the end of the first half, Donovan Mitchell had only shot two shots. 
So he got most of his shots actually in the second half in yeah, which he, was, he did not shoot well at all. Yeah, he was – He was, I think I think I looked – He was. I think he was three of four in the first half. I think yeah. he was literally three of four on three threes, and, like, that was it in the first half. Yeah. So he was coasting. Indeed, but guys were all, – all kinds of guys were hitting shots. I think Royce O'Neal hit two shots in the first half, two threes in the first half. Those were his only two threes. Uh, Bogdanovich, yeah. like we just said, he hit, like, I'm pretty sure – Six, at least six of his threes in the first half. Yeah, he had 23. Um, he had 23 and a half. Yeah, um, Rudy Gobert, he did all right. Joe Ingles hit a couple shots in the first half, but then after that, it wasn't really much. Jordan Clarkson, he was also pretty hot in the first half. But afterwards, I think that the Clippers hit, what, three threes in all of the second half? The Jazz, yeah. I think they I had mean, three. the Jazz, yeah. And, like, like one of those was – like Donovan Mitchell kind of crazy shot and then Bogdanovich hit one late. So yeah, like basically they went they went 0 of 10 in the third quarter. And then they hit two of their threes just in like desperation mode. So yeah, going from basically your whole team, I think I think they hit like I want to say they hit 15. 17 of them. I think 17 cuz the, the record's 18 with from Cleveland, I believe. It's either game? 7 Yeah, in, in a game first, or in a half. I, I think it's in the first half. Okay. Because I, I know for a yeah. fact they at least hit 15 in the first half. And, like, mm-hmm. but just just to just to hit 15 and then the next half you hit two or three. <laughs> yeah. And you hit none in the third quarter. And, like, like, like I, I love the coach interviews where it's, like, the, uh, at the end of the third quarter, he's like, oh, yeah, so why, why didn't your shots go in? Oh, I thought we took different threes. And, like, like. I know, I know the Jazz can take different threes, but most of their threes are just like kind of open threes, kind of contested. They're all the same. They just miss shots. Like that's just like people need to understand that sometimes shots don't go in, and like there's no other reasoning behind the shot not going in besides the shot didn't go in. Like that was just it. But they miss shots. The Clippers figured out a way to like give them advantageous situations almost every time down. And that was it. But God, that 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 was tough. That was a tough loss. Indeed. Um, so Paul George performance, 12 of 22, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. He grabbed 16 rebounds, five assists. Are you ready to start calling him playoff B again and actually mean it? Not no more pandemic P. Well, first of all, did was like I, it's been it's been so long since like this playoff P was a thing, that like I feel like playoff P is a joke at this point. So I don't yeah. think we should, I don't think I don't think we should call him playoff P at all because that's just it's just we can call him Paul George now I guess. But hey, there's two more games, so like I know a lot of people are probably gonna crown him today. Maybe wait, maybe wait, like they're. There is the potential for him to turn into pandemic. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, yeah, it's possible. Indeed. Reggie Jackson, he had a, another good game, 22 Mr. points. Marcus. This dude, this dude, Reggie Jackson, is literally balling out. Did you see that last second? He literally pump fake, pump fake twice, shot clock. And I was just like, all right, that's a stop. He just threw that bitch up. I mean, that hoe just splashed. And I was like, what? What? 
How did you? How did you hit that? I'm telling Wait. dude. Oh. Um, what's the Oklahoma City GM? Uh, I know you're talking about, but uh, I, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Best GM in the league, though. You get drafted by him, you have like at least a twenty percent chance to be like actually cold. Yeah. Because Reggie Jack, Sam Presti, that's my dude. Sam Presti, best GM in the league. Don't at me. He drafted. He's not. He is. Who's he's better? Not the best GM in the league. You can say he's the best drafter in the league. Mm, no, I'll take him. I'll take him. You'll, you'll take the guy who has no championships as the best GM. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. He drafted. Well, you, you, Kevin you Durant. Can, you James Harden. Russell Westbrook. To, and all um, of them. No, he's really a bad yeah. GM. He's really a bad GM because if he, if he was a good GM, he wouldn't have drafted these guys and let them go. Like, like he he should have like let maybe like maybe this guy's gonna make it to like the next. It's not his fault. Like, his coaches year. suck. It's not his fault. Russell Westbrook like taking more shots than Kevin Durant. He's put sure. him in position. I am pretty damn sure the GM has a say in who hires the coach kid. I I yeah, got a real. Yeah, was a yeah. I got a real. If if you if you figure out hey hey. I'll get you KD. I'll get you Russell Westbrook. I'll get you Harden. They're like, this dude knows what the fuck he's talking about. All right, let me bring in Scott Brooks. And they're like, yeah, he's going to ball. <laughs> nah, bro. Nah, bro. I guarantee he had a huge say in hiring that trash can. Uh, yeah, no, I feel that. Okay. Um, yeah. Marcus Morris, he also had a great game. Uh, Skip yeah. Bayless says, as Marcus Morris goes, the Clippers go. The Clippers go. He's had a good game. Um, do you think that – so you agree that if he has a bad game and nobody else – well, I guess nobody else would pick up his slack, the Clippers lose. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I it literally has to be – it doesn't have to be these three guys, but it has to be three guys at this level. Like it's got to be – it's basically got to be Reggie Jackson, um, Marcus Morris, and Paul George. Like, pretty much to this extent. Like, you're going to need one guy to get 28, one guy to get 23, and one guy to get, like, 22. Like, you're going to need that. And, like, efficiently. And if you don't get that from one guy, yeah, they're not going to win. Like, I'll, I'll even say, I think the Jazz still win this series. I don't I – don't, I think it's, it's probably stupid to, like, to say that because I'm probably going to say the same thing with the Sixers, but, like – just I for me for for me to say that they win another game when one of those one of those three guys doesn't ball out, it just doesn't seem very possible with how just how good at scoring the Jazz are today. Unless you have some crazy Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann go off, but I don't really see that happening. So yeah, um on the other side for the Jazz. So before we talked about um Donovan Mitchell possibly not playing the game I guess there were no reports but he did indeed play the game um does he look hobbled and if he is hobbled does that compromise that compromises the Jazz's chance chance to win this series if he actually I don't think this is Donovan Mitchell but if he is in fact injured this could be the Donovan Mitchell that we see from here on out probably well we're probably going to see some Maybe a little, maybe a little better. Like, I, like your, your ankle, like he was able to play, 
and like when I when I watched him, he didn't get worse throughout the game. Like he didn't get better either. But like his ankle didn't look to get worse. He looked just about the same the whole time. He'll get treatment. He'll he'll probably be like ten percent better next game. But yeah, you're gonna see he's definitely hobbled. That's a hundred percent. Like you can't watch him play and say, yeah, he's not hobbled. Like no, he's he's a little hobbled. Um, but at the same time, he's not like he's not dunking on you all the time. Like he's not just using his athleticism. So like he can be like. 70% of himself and that still be good for that team. So I don't think just him they can't win it. They can't win the finals with him hobbled. I, I will say that. But I think I think they can still win a series with him hobbled, but I guess we'll see. Indeed, indeed. Well, <clears throat> that was the Clippers jazz going on to wait, so you the... what, what do you what what do you think happens? Because oh. your ass said your ass said it was like the Clippers had absolutely no chance before tonight's game. So I just I indeed, and dude, it did. It looked like that coming into the game. It looked like that as far as the first half. Now the game was still kind of close at half, but with yeah. all those guys shooting as well as they did, sometimes you go dead. They went over ten in the third quarter, and that's what I'm saying. You live by. They say you live by the three. You die by the three. And that's why teams are able to come back, which is a great yeah. way to bring in what happened, what could have happened in the Sixers Hawks series. A lot of teams, we we've seen so many comebacks in recent years. We've seen, we saw two. Uh, the Denver Nuggets came back from three one twice uh, last year. We yeah. saw um, the most famous three one comeback in the finals uh, with Cleveland versus Golden State. We saw it in the series before that with the Golden State versus Thunder. And I think that's just what's going to happen now. Like, uh, no yeah. no lead is safe with the yeah. advent of the three-point shot. I think but, it's like, like coming back in a series is totally different than coming back in the game. Like, the Nuggets yeah. came back in the series just like LeBron and the Cavs did, but the Nuggets literally came back by 20 points in three straight closeout games. Yeah. And that's that's like what we're gonna see is because the, the three point shot, but also when other teams shoot three point shots and they miss, yeah, you get on fast breaks, and you like it literally speeds the game up and just gives you more and more and more shots with it. And we saw it happen. The Sixers. Indeed. Well, no, no. With Sixers. that being said, that's actually not what happened in the Sixers uh, game. They that's just fine. lost. They literally they, just lost. But they they let it happen. Like they let yeah. it happen. Like like we can we can I, I guess like kudos to the Jet. Kudos to the Hawks again. I said this on the last episode. I don't think the Hawks are that good. But with with the Sixers doing this, they didn't have to be that good. The Sixers said, Hey man, so like I know it looks like we want to go play another week, but like we don't. So here's our ticket like go it was bad like i don't even yeah I, no I, um like i said i don't that's that's actually what did not happen in the game versus the sixers the sixers they were up big in the first half and then in the second half the hawks went on two huge runs to get back in the game i think they went on like a 16 a 16-2 run 
to cut it to like 10 points. And then they made their run and got back in the game. And then once they got back in the game, nothing, almost nothing went right for the Sixers. Uh, and at the end of the game, we saw Joel Embiid brick two free throws at the at the line to tie the game, I believe. They were, they, were, they, were, they were down three, but yeah, I mean, they, it, okay. it was it was to it was there was enough time to where like he hits those two free throws, you foul and you get a chance to score a three or they miss one or whatever. Mm-hmm. But did you did you hear the stat that came out after the game? What was it? Um Joel Embiid and Seth Curry. Okay. Those yeah. two guys were the only sixers to score a field goal in the second half. Yes. Yep. I think they um, had like all of their 38 points or whatever. Yeah. I just want I just want to put this out here. Those are two humans. Um I would I, I would guess at least nine players played. Um one of those players is a two-time all-star. He he didn't he didn't make a field goal. I'm just I'm In seven minutes, by the way. I'm just I'm yes, out. yes. But, but, but um, he was an all star too. Now where 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 did they go? Did they well to did they go to the bias didn't play the great? Yeah, they they went on lunch. They went on lunch break. That's they that's on, what happened. Won. That was a long lunch break. No, that's what happened. They're starters. So if you look at the plus minus uh Cormaz plus twenty-two, um Curry plus six, Simmons plus seven. MB plus 11, Harris had a minus 10 plus minus. But what happened whenever they went on their run is whenever Embiid and uh, Simmons went on their break, they were sitting on the bench, and yeah. that's whenever the Hawks took advantage. And yeah, I guess it, it, their, their, bench, their bench played awful. Their yes. bench, I, I, I'll say that, and I can, I, can, <laughs> I can even say Ben Simmons and Tobias played awful, but their bench played worse. So yeah, it, it's one of the it's one of those things where when you have a guy like Danny Green, right? He's your starter, and then you have to throw in an extra guy from your bench into your starting lineup. It it all messes things up if if he's the best scorer on the on the bench because you're like, all right, usually this is our go to guy on our bench, and like when you kind of run through him, you can't do that. You had court mass starting, and so now you're like, all right, so no Danny Green. So Korkmaz is starting. So now we're like, like Fiebel's not running the offense. Like, so your your second unit is not used to playing together, and they're not very good scorers. Then you get a big run, and then like, like the Hawks had like I feel like they always had a couple guys in there, and then like even when they don't, they had Lou Will who would play a huge part today. So like, mm-hmm. it's just every I don't know. it's it's either bad coaching, but. I mean, it is bad coaching, but it is – it's just – Yeah, but once you – look, once the other team goes on a run like that, they get the momentum, and your team is coming in fresh off the bench, so they aren't – they're not in their groove as they once were, and they're coming in going against a team that is – well, if they go against if – if your starters are coming back in against a team that's going on a run and you're going against yeah. their bench, their bench is already in their groove, and if you're going against their starters who are just getting put back in, then you're going against a, a team that has more talent, but now they feel like they can actually win this for their team. They're going, you're going against an inspired team. So that's why momentum 
is huge in basketball. And that's what happened. The starters, every starter for the 76ers had a negative plus minus. Kevin Horter, minus 23. Bogdanovich, minus 10. Uh, Collins, minus three. Capella, minus eight. Uh, Trey Young, minus six. But everybody on the bench was like a plus. Williams, plus yeah. 31. Lou Will, one of the worst, notoriously bad uh, playoff performers. Seven for 11 from field goal, plus 31, plus minus. Uh, Gallinari, he would play well, six for 10 from the field. Uh, Akongwu, Hill, they also play well. So, yeah, I mean, that's just tough for the Sixers. Yeah. This is another I mean, blown lead. And what do you do? What do you do? Down 3-2, going on the road. Just to put this in perspective, Dwight Howard played eight minutes. <laughs> Bible played 23 minutes. And uh, Dwight Howard had a minus 14 in eight minutes. Bible had a, had a minus 17. So, like, those two dudes were like – and that, I think that's it. Not bad. And Tobias Harris. So there, was, there was four humans that had – like, I mean, there was one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys who had uh, minus plus minuses. And a couple of them – one of them played one minute, one of them played eight minutes. And then they were all bench players besides – notorious Tobias Harris. And, I mean, that's just ah. – Lou Will, like, like, like you said, Lou Will has, like, net, has not shown to playoff games. And, like, something about this Sixers team gave him confidence. He was like, hmm, this team potentially stinks. And then he just started balling. Gallo, Gallo's always there. He always Gallo's shows always up. And that – like, that is – that's who – the Sixers needed off the bench tonight. Gallinari, a guy who can just score the basketball, and they didn't have it. But, dude, two players can't make your all your shots in a half. I don't like. I don't care. And if they do, one of them, one of them better knock down like thirty. Like Embiid, Embiid played thirty nine minutes, and I looked at that and I was like, I guess that's. A, I'm not taking him out. Like I, he's as soon as someone's on a run. And beats back out there, and then and be just not. I'm calling timeouts for him to stay in the game. Him and him and Seth. That's it. I'm like, dude, like I I need 48 out of y'all because the rest of y'all just. I I'd, I'd be in the huddle, man. I'd be in the huddle and be like, Benson, what are you doing here, man? Can we can we can we go ahead and trade you? Like I I know you're still worth something, but like, can we can we go ahead and like just expedite the process? Let's get you out of here. Come on. Hey, this story has it. Obviously, James Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn, but uh story goes that the Rockets owner would not trade Harden to the Sixers, even though he would have got he would have gotten Ben Simmons a better deal, allegedly. Um, Ben Simmons and some other pieces, maybe a Seth Curry or so. Um, but he didn't want to trade him to the uh Sixers because that's where his old GM went. So I guess it bit both teams in the ass, eh? Yes, so I mean I don't even gosh. I mean, dude, if the Rockets had traded for Ben Simmons, man, Ben Simmons would be gone. We would never hear from him ever again. They'd build a team around him. He'd build a team like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. He'd be the the Rockets. The Rockets can't build teams, man. I am I am I am I just know that. From their from their couple last just couple moves, man. I feel like the Rockets are just gonna be in the dumps. 
So if they had got Ben Simmons, they would have like surrounded him with like just strictly big men. And they've been great. <laughs> it's been so bad. They would have had uh Ben Simmons and three Kelly O'Linics. Like, yeah. <laughs> bring and back John in, Wall. <laughs> bring back in Al Horford. Oh yeah. And have 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 the have the have the only guard and non-shooting guard. Dude, Michael, Michael Irwin tried to tell me that John Wall was shooting the hoe. The man shot 31% from three. So I, I just Come on, man. So, yeah, no, we didn't see this happening. All right, so what are our predictions for the next game for these? So, uh, Philadelphia down 3-2 going into Atlanta. I think that they do whatever they have to do to push this to a game seven, whatever it is, because they've had control. Like I said, first game, barely lost. They came back. They came all the way back and lost that game. Second game, dominated. Third game, dominated. Fourth game, they barely lost. It was a close loss. They lost on the NBA bunny. And then in this game, they were up 26, and they end up losing to the Hawks. So maybe I think that they have they have the better team. They have a formulaic way to beat the Hawks. But are the Hawks the comeback kids? Maybe they just have the juice to come back and win games. Yeah, uh, this game, the game being in Atlanta just kind of scares me. I'm just like, because this team could get hot. And, like, I think if the Hawks start out, like, just hot early, that Sixers team is going to be like, damn it. Like, we ran into something. We, like, we forced the habit. But I, I can't, I can't not pick the Sixers. Like, I can't. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see them losing. I, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Sixers in seven, but it, it here, here, here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna take the Sixers in seven. I'm gonna take the Jazz in seven. I will be right on one of them, and I will be wrong on the other one. I don't know which one. I will go one for two. That's that's what I'll say. Uh, I'm with that. Um, I think that the Sixers will win Game Six uh, in Atlanta. And then the game seven, obviously, I mean, it's obvious that it's a toss up, but I can see I can see the Hawks winning game seven in Philly. So I will go with Hawks in seven. If they make it to seven games, I'll go with the Hawks in seven. I've been putting too much doubt into them. It seems like they just know how to work together as a team. Um, Whatever it is, maybe the Sixers just have the bug of blowing games. Sometimes there are teams like that. Like, they just know how to blow games. And 100%. It, it seems like the Sixers are that team for this year. Um, on the other side, for the Jazz Clippers, um, I think that – let's see, the Clippers are up 3-2. They're going back home. Jazz yep. on the road. I don't think that the Clippers close it out in L.A., but I do think that they could – and will close it out in game seven on the road. So I think both road teams, game seven, will win their series. Okay. Now, based yeah. on – I think I think that Donovan Mitchell is, uh, is actually hobbled. I don't think that it is going to get better. Um, the Jazz may be in desperation mode and want it worse than the Clippers, and the Clippers have – Historic had bad luck, so might lose game six. 
and then game seven, they pull out a W because Jan- because Donovan Mitchell isn't 100 percent, especially if Mike Conley does not play. So I will roll with the Clippers in a game seven and I will roll with the Hawks in a game seven. OK, so th- it's obviously a different situation, but the the um, the Nets. They had no Harden. They lost Kyrie. They had no juice. They obviously threw out James Harden out there, whose hamstring was clearly bothering the hell out of him. But he offered he offered some ball handling skills, and he did a couple things. He did not play well, and I, I, I guess it was a success, but it's not really a success. They won the game regardless. Mike Conley. If he's like kind of available, like do you, do you play him? Because uh, announce, announcers were basically saying like whatever it takes, get him out there. But I'm like that game. They looked, they looked like they were just as good as the Clippers. I think there's just as good of a chance they win this game. And you're you already kind of have rotations. He's he's been gone the whole series. Like Ingles has been starting. Like it's not. It's not your best player. And that's how I look at it. I don't, like, I don't think if he's at 70%, they should put him out there, especially if you have a hobbled Donovan. It's like you're going to pull out, like, like your backcourt's not going to be able to guard anybody like that. So what do you think? Um, Well, I think that if you can put him out there, you should. I feel the same way about uh, Kyrie Irving because he said he did hurt his ankle. We saw the how he hurt his ankle. They said no structural damage. Um, if they lose in Milwaukee, you have to play get Kyrie in game seven. Um, as you have a game to spare, quote, unquote, um, you save them. But, yeah, and the Jazz, their back is against the wall. They have to win. So if they can play him, then he should play. He has to play. I think it, it would help so the team. Deep. Yeah, they are. Hurt, but you think a hurt Mike Conley is helping the team? So we saw what James Harden did. He wasn't able to score, but he was able to handle the ball and move the but ball with some assists. That's what Mike Conley would do for that team. No, for no, the no. Here's, here's the thing, though. They, they brought Harden back because they had no point guard, and they were in fear that KD was going to have to dribble the ball the whole time. And when Harden's out there, the Nets, I mean, the, the Bucks, Bucks didn't know. Like, they don't know if this dude's at 80% or he's at 20%. So you guard him like you're James Harden. James Harden is a scoring machine. They guarded him like he was mostly James Harden the whole first half because they didn't know. And they had no guards. And, like, you had to get the ball out of KD's hand. You had to make sure KD didn't get double teamed the whole game. The Jazz moved the ball. 90% just as well without Mike Conley. The Jazz have four guys who can play the Mike Conley role. So it, but not like as good as Mike Conley. But they can like like if you if you think Joe Ingles at 100% can't play the Mike Conley role at 70%. Like I don't know like I, that just doesn't if he's 90 sure, but if he was 90 he would have played tonight. You're you're drunk. Um, you're drunk, Gabe. You are no. drunk. If you think no, no, you're gonna no, no, play no. a hurt role player in this big moment, and that's gonna that's gonna be the thing, 
if they play Mike Conley, they're going to lose. Like, I, I truly believe that. I think it's – you play a whole series and you're I – don't, I don't think you're the better team, but you remove Kawhi Leonard from that series and you are the better team. And then you're just going to jeopardize that. Why? Because you missed 10 threes in the first – in the third quarter. We saw James Harden couldn't shoot after hurting his hamstring. He couldn't do it. Back to the wall, man. Your back is to the wall. You have to do what you can do. Now, if you put Mike Conley out there and he's like absolutely getting cooked, we saw what happened with oh. AD. He tried to play oh, yeah. and that was he good. got Wait, take him out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. The Lakers lost that first quarter by like 20 points. We won every other quarter. We won the game throughout there. You could even argue that AD hurt our chances that bad. And you saw how bad he was. Like, but that's Anthony Davis. Like, you you risk it for that. But Mike Conley, like, his upside is just not that. Like, I I just can't get behind it. I can't. Nah, I'm I'm pro I'm pro Mike Conley playing in the uh fourth quarter. Well, I mean, I said fourth quarter, I mean game six. <laughs> But, yes, uh, so we have our prediction for that and our predictions for – they play tomorrow, right, in Milwaukee, or are they getting another night off? Do they get two nights off? You know what? I hope they play tomorrow. I need something. Me too. I want to see some basketball. Uh, yeah, they play tomorrow. All and right. And then um, both, both game sixes that we're talking about are on Friday. Right on. I believe – I think that the Nets – Nets might close them out in Game Six, man. All right, no. Here's here, here's what we're all cheering for. I want to see three. I want to see three Game Sevens. That's what I want. I want that too. I want that too. Wait, is it three or four? Yeah, it would be it would be three Game Sevens. Uh, the Denver series is done. Oh, that is. Can we can we just can we just go in Suns and four? <laughs> I said I thought the Nuggets were going to win that series. I must have. Yeah. I, that was bad. Yeah, you was tripping on that one, Pippen. I was. I think they only had uh, one person average. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. He averaged fifteen points. We Better we said we would need him to. Yeah, obviously. Uh, but we said you would need him to fill the Jamal Murray role. Wait, fifteen hey, points ain't enough. Genuine question. You you probably think Ben Simmons is better than Michael Porter Jr. Right? Mm. <laughs> no. Maybe. You don't I think don't so. Know. I feel like I, I feel like I feel like if He's you made a list right now, you'd put Ben Simmons at MJ. Probably you'd probably put him significantly. Um yeah, yeah you probably, probably would. Actually. You probably yeah, would. Probably, probably would. He's not, he's not probably better. would. <laughs> not better. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, but are, yeah, no, I think the Nets we, take him game six, man. Is Bogdanovich better than Ben Simmons? Both of them. Um <laughs> yes, maybe. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. it's it's scoring is not, the most important part of the game. Scoring is the most important part of the game, but there are other parts of the game too. So I think yeah. that Ben Simmons can kind of score, and <laughs> he can play really good on D, Wait, and yeah, he can grab a lot of rebounds. I, I do want to ask this question: How many field goals did he make in the second half? What, like zero? <laughs> that would be the correct answer. Same with every other player besides Seth Curry and Joel. Yeah, no scoring. Scoring is definitely and the whole useful. and the whole Hawks franchise. So mm-hmm. they all score. Yeah. 
$1,000. They all got some buckets. I heard Vince Carter yes. got a couple dunks tonight. He could have if he <laughs> was still playing for the Hawks. Probably. Can we talk about that? This dude, this dude was like 45 years old, like windmilling. What was why why didn't God give all people that athleticism? Like that shit is insane. That dude, that dude is <laughs> a different breed. Yeah, like vert vert on 10, 12. So yeah, whatever the highest number athlete. would be, he would be on that. Yeah, what whatever it is, he max he maxed out his vert stats. He made he made the scale. He made the scale. <laughs> We base our jumping ability based on what Vince proportion Carter. of Vince Carter we can get to. It's like I got eight out of ten Vince Carters. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our um, our game five emergency podcast. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you again soon. Adios. All right. See y'all.